Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. <laughs> with me it pa- will be Popeye B <laughs> <laughs> in a world of pure imagination why are we doing this I remember it, it, um, it was at the end of uh, the rehearsal remember oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was it was that oh i knew really it was weird... from something saturday but i'm like yeah I it, remember. It, it was that really weird where he compared him to willy wonka yeah. and he was like well, what's what's the plot of that movie again yeah. but like that's what he was doing that that only proved core's point because willy wonka like throughout the whole movie you don't know whether he's being sincere or like sarcastic or a trickster yeah and i, and I think that pretty close pretty much how it goes and nathan fielder 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 on the roof <laughs> to a T. The rehearsal. HBO. Check it out. It's fun oh, stuff. Willy Wonka, a 1971. Gene Wilder. Check it out. At, get, 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 Popeye. Yeah, check nine, it out. 1920 something. Go eat at Popeye's. I'm sure the service will suck. Yeah. Or, or there's literal spinach. There's Popeye's brand. Spinach. That's right. Yeah. 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 Get your, eat your spinach and you'll be big and strong. Like the hamburger. Yep. To the Brain Buster Boys, episode 73. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Randa. Ciao, or, or what, what's high in French? Because I'm going to be going to Canada, French Montreal, uh, uh, leaving Thursday. Do you know what high is in French? Uh, I'm not a Frenchman, no. I know it high. In oh, it's, it, it's fucking yes. bonjour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like God. Like, bonjour, no. I'm going to have the hardest time because I We're like. We're idiots. So today, you know, I'm going to Montreal to visit our friend Dylan uh, on Thursday. Yeah, you, okay, you leave Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, like I was looking up, like, I, like things I would need to know, like, do you speak English? You know, I feel like that would be the one. <laughs> oh, that like I, the basics know. of how you say it in French. Yeah, yeah. yeah of like, for, like, like, like to help me like get, acquire things or get around. Like, I'm probably going to check into a hotel that has a French bon, name. Bonjour. 
Bonjour. <laughs> There's that, and we oui is yes, and then like, yeah. isn't it parlez-vous anglais? I don't know. Uh, we're, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it that out. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah, but bonjour, uh, everybody. Yeah, bonjour. Yeah. So, uh, in continuing with our wacky schedule, this is Monday, July 18th, and yeah, Bo leaves for Montreal this Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm going up to Columbus, Ohio for a golf trip on Friday. So this is going to kind of, I guess, be a bridge between last week and this week. And then the plan as of now is for that, I guess, when we both come back to get back to some narrative stuff. If it's not that week, it'll be probably the first week of August. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Coming soon. Yeah, you know, the the bones are there. theater near you. Yes. Um, yeah, the bones are there. There just need to be tweaks, and you know we'll get the cast together, get a recording the bones. schedule. <laughs> There's that episode of uh, "I Think You Should Leave" of season one. I don't have you seen all of that. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen all of it. He's singing. It's like the bones of their body, like something about skeletons. And- oh no, it's whatever he's that, that Santa Claus guy or whatever his name is, or Chris Crane. Like it has something to do with Santa Claus, doesn't it? No, he's like a rock a, star, or he looks like that's a separate. That's a separate. Oh, okay. Thing, I, I can't remember the words at this point, but anywho, I uh, think uh, you should uh, leave on Netflix. Also, always, check that out. I always like the one whenever um he's driving that van and the guys he's just stopping. I the don't know how to drive. And I'm, and I'm fucking scared. I'm scared. Right <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? I told you I'm scared. Yeah. I mean, like in a parking lot, he I can't mean, back out. I mean, to his credit, you know, if I like, you know, all of a sudden didn't know how to drive or were just put in a car and didn't know how to drive <laughs> to be in with, like I would, I would be pretty fucking scared too. Yeah. Pretty, pretty uh, natural reaction. I'd yeah. say. Well, hey, uh, let's not beat around the bush just because uh, we've got limited time because other than today, I'm working each of the next three nights before I leave. Yeah, And I'm getting ready to meet my old boss and some friends out this evening. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive right in, shall we? Um, So the G1 Climax 32 which is the first one that's featured 28 competitors in four blocks of seven uh, started this past weekend. And our buddy Azar did like a big pick them spreadsheet. Um, And you, even though you've, you know, seen barely bits and pieces of new Japan uh, filled one out, which I will pull up here and we will go. (laughs) We don't have to go. go No, you can, you can, but I'm not going to wince because, I mean, I started three and five, so it's not like I'm doing very right, well. Right, right. Well, and I, and I picked the most prominent name. You know, I was like, okay, I know Jay Wyatt. I know. Um, I also saw you didn't yeah. pick. Uh, so you had like all your points, but then you didn't pick your semifinals. No, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I, I did it at midnight, and I was. So just let's sort at of- least see who. Okay, so you've got Okada winning the A block, yeah. Jay White winning the B block. Yeah, those are both. Uh, common so you've got kenta i think winning uh the c block which would be tight but probably not gonna happen yeah and juice robinson which very well could happen he got a big upset over shingo um that was the match after the kenta Mm -hmm. uh zach saber jr match but i had you watch three of these matches from uh from the weekend, just to kind of get acquainted, and they were all, you know, on the shorter end. I forgot the Kenta ZSJ was like 21 minutes. Sure. Their others were like 15 and 18, so mm-hmm. not long. And with Dynamite now being, you know, five days old, it's like, all right, let's talk about something different as well. So um, the three matches I had you watch were two from night one, which was Will Ospreay versus El Fantasmo and Jay White versus Sonata. 
And then night two, the aforementioned Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenta. Yeah. Um, let's I get, let's just go right to it. Will Ospreay, El Fantasmo. Yeah. I know you've seen Osprey a few times now. And Fantasmo just that He's once. On Forbidden Door. Door, yeah. But this was obviously a singles match, so you get to kind of see him, see what he can do. <clears throat> Firstly, he's got his light-up jacket that said extremely long phallus. Yeah. Which you got to love. Because yeah. yeah. I think, who was it? Shingo or one of the like Japanese wrestlers, like I don't even know what ELP stands for. And he yeah. said extremely long phallus. Mm-hmm. So and he was just fucking with everyone. But uh about a 15-minute sprint match, a lot of action. What'd you think? Man, like I don't know if it was commentary who sort of set this expectation in my head where they made it seem like Osprey was this huge favorite, and maybe he was like kind of for me, not understanding sort of that, you know, level of the sort of hierarchy or dynamics of New Japan professional wrestling, but uh, no, I thought this was extremely exciting. You know, like yeah. I think, uh, you know, Osprey for being like Captain Hang time that he is, um, you know, I thought El Fantasmo. Um, had, he could had, fly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought he matched it pretty well. And for somebody who is oftentimes in a tag team, again, I thought it was extremely impressive. And, uh, you know, and, and I think commentary kind of really sold it there. They, they had sort of, you know, seemed to be, you know, dismissive, like, oh, yeah, like this would be a huge upset. But no, it's, I thought it was a well contested match. I thought it yeah. was very exciting. ELP's first G1. So he'd yeah. been in the junior division his whole time in New Japan. So he was just in the best of the super juniors and now in the G1, which doesn't happen too often. Osprey and Shingo, believe it or not, who was a junior when he came in somehow, uh, they both did it in 2019. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and ELP and Osprey, they've got some history back in the best of Super Juniors. So ELP beat him in their first singles match in 2019. But then Osprey's now beaten him every time since, including in this year's New Japan Cup. But, yeah, a lot of, lot, you know, El Fantasma did his moonsault outside, a lot of yeah. flying around, and then some great counters towards the end. Um, I remember ELP countered the Os Cutter into a bit of a black yeah. backslide. And then uh, he ended up winning. I think he hit the hidden blade, that elbow. Didn't he hit him, like, in the face? Yeah. I so he so. usually hits it to the back of the head. And yeah. he's been winning with it a little more, or it's been the setup for the uh, – not the os cutter, the oh, – what is the name of his move that I can't think of right? And then he gets you up on the shoulders and twists you down. Uh, the Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Sorry, okay. Stormbreakers. But so the first time I ever saw him hit anyone in the face – was El Fantasma. So it's interesting that that, uh, that he's just kind of cont- for punishment there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was one where, and with the G1, anyone can win any night. You know, there's going to be upsets. And uh, this looked like it could have been, but uh, Osprey got the victory. And yeah, just a great like 15 minute sprint match. And uh, it was a heck of a one. Yeah. No, no I thought it was, yeah, sprint match is a good way of describing it. And yeah, you know, I thought like, I don't know, all the um, Osprey stuff I've watched this year with like Orange and this has all just been top notch exciting. Oh, so yeah, hopefully yeah. we let, let's like, you know, especially because the all out build, I think, you know, we're still a little bit away from that. You know, like it'd be fun to kind of, you know, veer back. New, yeah, yeah veer back into like, this. Get one, well, with the G1, well, it'll be over by then. But yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll see some guys like, you know, not a whole show, but, you know, hey, let's send Osprey or whomever it may be over for one pay-per-view or something. But the door is open, as we know now. But, yeah, so another reason I chose these three matches, they were all different types of matches. So, number two, we had Jay White 
defeating Sonata in about 18 and a half minutes. And so I actually picked Sonata in this match and really? to win the block. That was kind of my one. I had Okada, Sonata, Naito, Osprey. So does Jay White not lose the title if he loses this? No, so yeah, none of the these title. are for the title. But yeah. typically in a G1, if you pin the champion, you'll get a title match thereafter, like in the in the coming months. Right. But so the winner of B block faces A block. So it would hypothetically be Okada versus Jay, yeah. which again, they could go back to. Just my head was, well, they just did it. They're not going to, but... Yeah. With both Okada and Jay picking up wins on night one of matches they could have lost, um, Okada to Jeff Cobb, and I picked Cobb. So mm-hmm. um, it certainly seems like we're headed this direction, but this was only the second singles match <clears throat> ever between Sonata and Jay White. Um, Sonata coming off an orbital bone injury, which came into the play of the finish. But what really stuck out with me here is what really stuck out with the Jay White match against Okada, and that is his shit talk. His psychological warfare is going next level. And yeah. the whole, let's go Sonata, you know, trying to bait the crowd, Sonata, like trying to continually bait the crowd into that and doing yeah, it right in his face. Yeah. Like, That's man, interesting. I, just fucking, I fucking loved this. Well, thing. and it works well with New Japan because the crowd's a lot more quiet. You know, and they and, can't and use sponsors. their mouths still at this Real, point. Oh, so, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so he's been taunting the fans the whole time like that. But, yeah. like, again, this was just constant and another yeah. level. Well, yeah, this was definitely out of the three matches was the most theatrical, you know. And, and, that's, and, and that's Jay White for you. You know, yeah. his wrestling, it's it's exciting to me, but it's not always, like, the most exciting in a vacuum. But it's that storytelling aspect of it that he's just so fucking good. Yeah, no, and you and you, and you can really kind of tell that. Because this match, again, had um, a different just kind of pace than the other yep. two. You know, this one, um, I mean, you know, you had the, 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 the speed of Osprey and uh, El Fantasma. And then you have the more grippy rollies, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, you know, kind of affair. And this one, again, just was... Yeah, it was just sort of a lot of a, a lot of, you know, kind of theater and posturing and stuff yeah, like that. A little and, more dramatic, but like yeah. just in how it's constructed. As yeah. Opposed to like and, 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 yeah. Back and, it made, and forth moves. Yeah. And like that's like, I don't know, that's kind of a, a different kind of heel too. like not For somebody sure. who's too who's like, I don't know, like super like flashy or, or obviously like narcissistic or like. It's ob- all you about know. like getting in your opponent's head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's like the type of guy you would fight like at the end of like the karate kid or like in Cobra Cat, you know, the final boss. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like some sort of, you know, like just, you know, like, or or the, the, the teams that they would play against in the mighty ducks, like the Hawks and Iceland and (laughs) the the varsity team. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 So like, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of that sort of like classic, uh, type of Healy person. So no, I, I I enjoyed the, the, this for that reason. You know, I will say this, like every Jay White thing that I've seen, you know, at least in the past year, which is only two things. So this is an extraordinarily small sample size, but uh, you have um, three because we saw him in Louisville too. Remember? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 So um, I guess you had two out of the, th- the most recent two. Yeah. Um, that and the, um, the four-way match at forbidden door again. Yeah. It's been like, you know, like like Jay White kind of disappeared from that match a little bit, and I think that was all sort of part of you know that whole psychology thing. Yeah, um, it kind of to me, uh, it's entertaining, but it's not as exciting. You yeah. know, I will I will say it's 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 like the Osprey stuff. You know, yeah. I think I enjoyed that a little bit more. I would say 
And well, um, it coming and, yeah. in, you know, not like I'm someone who like has been with Jay White since yeah. he debuted and have like seen him grow. So it's like coming in in the cold, like he's not going to be your favorite, mm-hmm. but like from having him watching him grow and into what he is now. And yeah, yeah, being away from Japan for over a year, which I was skeptical about at first, but I think it all worked out. But yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I would think you would kind of rank these matches is that yeah, no. osprey elp would be your first and then we'll get into the next one but but again just wanted to showcase some uh different stuff oh yeah that's... yeah and, and like it was like i said it was entertaining but not like the most i guess in inter- like i it was it, it seemed the most american out of all the out of all the matches because stuff i think is not as like theatrical or dramatic like in the like in the match like in sort yeah. of the you know that and like the immediate before you know, um, yep. they kind of get to the wrestling pretty quickly. And, you know, I know I think it's what they do, the drama at the end, or they do a lot of the talking at the end or at the beginning. Or... Yeah. So typically in the course of a show, only the winner of the main event will get the microphone. They wow. don't really. And then they'll do backstage comments like after each match. Yeah. But they won't show that till like YouTube after right. the show. So right. like if you're watching the broadcast, the only promo you're going to see is at the end of the night or if like someone comes to like challenge someone after another match, you right. know, like that's kind of the extent of it, but yeah. Um, Jay white definitely has got his own brand and own style that works and uh, it is different, but uh, this next match. So this was my match of the weekend. Um, and Kenta loses to Zack Sabre jr. After beating him the last two times. So they've wrestled in each of the last three G ones. And I've said it, I think Zack Sabre Jr. more than anyone has brought out the Kenta of old. So let's Kenta a la Kenta Marafuji era of like 2006 Noah when he was just a complete badass, would be striking. So what I loved about this one is these two always fuck with each other. So like before the match, it's like, I'm senpai. No, I'm senpai. And then I know Zach Saber called Kenta a fucking young boy throughout yeah. the course of the match. Yeah, you, can, you can you can hear him drop the f bombs. Oh too, yeah, you know, like and what clearly. I loved about this so much one is that like I said, Kenta always comes to play against Zach. He was slapping the right. shit out of him, especially towards the end. Like those were hard strikes, and Zach Saber Junior is a tough motherfucker. Right, and this is a non another kind of non traditional Zach match because Kenta always pushes him to strike back. You know, yep. he didn't do quite as much of his submission stuff, even though the ending, which was fucking brilliant, um, it was more just, hey, let's stand toe to toe and let's beat the shit out of each other and prove who is the senpai. Yeah. But we had Kenta not once, not twice, I think three times have the win and pull Zack Sabre Jr. up yep. because he wants to beat him up a little yeah. more. And what happens? He gets caught in an arm submission and has to tap out like that. Yeah, that was a little like, I don't know. Um... I mean, I guess like, like, I don't know. It, it seemed a little unbelievable to me, like, or it seemed like when he started doing that, it was pretty obvious. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I just don't really know Kenta that well to be like, <laughs> oh yeah, he would be goaded by this. Yeah. But I was just like, kind of, come on, man. You know, um, he would be in this, you know, cause it's so personal between those two. Yeah. And that's what I love about ZSJ is that even though he hadn't been focused on the submissions the whole time, it just shows you that in one split second, he can catch you and you tap like, Kenta looked like the winner after the match. Yeah, yeah. He well, was up on his feet. Zach was cash. Well, he did his big move, right? The go to sleep. Yeah. Yes, no, yes. no, no. Yeah. He finally, it took him like two or three times to pull yeah. it off. Yeah. Which CM Punk stole from yeah. Kenta. So that's uh-huh. been a whole thing. But yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I loved it. I thought it especially got to another level about two thirds of the way through when they just really were just laying them in. And Kenta especially, like you just don't see him wrestle like that as much anymore, where he just lets it go. And again, those open palm strikes, he was fucking. Oh, that and and those kicks to the back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, reminds me of the Kenta of like mid to late two thousands Noah. I love it every time I see it because he's kind of gone more. I don't want to say comedy, but a little more of the comedy side of just like kind of fucking around a lot in his matches. And he did not do that here. And I absolutely loved it. So if you're going to rank those three, how would you rank those three? Uh, Probably the Osprey and El Fantasma one. And then Kenta and uh, Zach Sabre Jr. And then Jay White and Sonata. Yeah, and I almost showed you Ishii and Taichi because I don't yeah. think you've seen Taichi and he's the man, but that was like a very similar style match right. to Kenta and Zach, like very hard strikes. Yeah, Those two have had awesome matches over the years too, but uh, yeah, it was a great opening weekend. So in addition to that, I mentioned Okada beating Cobb on night one and then Aaron Hanare, the ultimate weapon in his first G1 upset Hiroshi Tanahashi in the opener, but Tana... Mm-hmm. Is eight and thirteen a G one opener? So it's kind of been a thing yeah. He, he always lose loses early. in the opener. Yeah, yes, he will lose night, at some point. And then night two, I almost had you watch this one because it's short, and I don't know if you've seen Yano yet. I, I don't think so. I've heard you mention so he's him. complete comedy wrestler. I liked him a lot more a few years ago than I do now. Uh, but he wrestled Jonah, who's your former boy Bronson Reed. Oh and yeah, ended up beating him because Yano he'll win at least two, three times in a tournament because he can surprise you and he'll usually win quickly. Um, So I was a little bummed about that because it was Jonah's uh, New Japan debut Mm that they fucking yawned him, but it is what Mm -hmm. it is. Taichi beat Ishii. And then, as I mentioned in the main event, rock hard Juice Robinson upset Shingo. And now that I see your pick, like, it could be possible, yeah. man. I wouldn't have said it before night one, but so there's also the gimmick. He's carrying around the United States title, yeah. but he technically had to give it up because he had appendicitis. So Osprey is the title holder, but yet Juice has the belt and yeah. they face on the final night of competition. So oh, wow. I had Osprey winning the block, but I could definitely see like Juice fucking him over and kind of being that, you know, one surprise that kind of makes the final four. I had Sonata, even though he was a finalist a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You had Kenta, which would be fucking tight. But uh, yeah. I would guess out of the four, there'll be one kind of like Shot, Nato, yeah. Nato, Kata, Naito, Jay White, Osprey, Shingo, you know, right. not chalk. So right. But yeah, I'm glad you watched it. And uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I guess over it. these next month, you know, maybe I'll have you watch, you know, a couple matches before each time uh, we record. And uh, hey, uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep it rolling. But yeah, G1 season, always a great time of the year and just a different flow this year with it being four blocks and the schedules are kind of weird, but right. it's fucking exciting. So yes. uh, hey, uh, let's talk about balls, baby. Is crotch discomfort hurting your game? Fear no more. The kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable, and flexible, the brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne. 
The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have, of course, you know, the Lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the Boxers 2.0 for the chilling. And our favorite part, they've even trademarked the Jewel Pouch TM, so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using our code BBB at manscaped.com. Beaumont, tell them a little bit more about what they can expect. Listen here, see, let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that manscaped on the waistband of your underwear. It's pretty fucking big, pretty hard to miss. Yep. You know, it's especially if you raise your hands up and see it. Like I've thought oh. about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What, what an advertisement. But oh. it's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows, just like I said, and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. Wow. Mm. Yeah, exactly what I just said. But that's thanks to their lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below the race trimming. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And you know what? The lawnmower lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. But you know what? Beyond ball cleaning, Manscaped is focused on ball comforting with, as you described, the new Boxers 2.0. Boost confidence everywhere you are knowing you're wearing the absolute best pack for your sack. These boxers possessive are a game changer and features include the jewel pouch, a trademark pouch to design to cradle your boys in their own special space, lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Is this heaven on earth? More like heaven on girth. <laughs> the, yeah. This micromodal fabric is buttery soft and breathable, um, keeping your cucumber cool. <laughs> Just like they do in the grocery store, you know, walk, run, strut. These moisture wicking, wicking boners. So these moisture, these moisture wicking boners. <laughs> you were thinking about Edge last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these most, these moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in, and it lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. That's important. And the front fly opening gives easy access and makes mm. bathroom breaks quick and efficient. Mm. Multiple ways for entry and passage for your package. You can even choose from an arrangement of designs and colors and sizes from small to 3XL for all my guys out there. From El Jefe to Nighthawk. El Jefe to Nighthawk. <laughs> your boys will be in the right hands. That went way over my head. And yeah. Night Wolf, our boy Marcus. Night Wolf. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And the character from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. The, be proud of your underwear and wear the Manscaped waistband with the badge of honor. Your balls deserve it. Call to action. 20% off and free shipping with our code BBB at manscaped.com. That's right. It's 20% off and free shipping with our code BBB at manscaped.c. Up your crotch game because once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. And as always, your balls will thank you. It'd be great. Touch your sack. You'll never go back. Covers your ass crack. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite number 145 Fighter Fest 2022 Tag 1 Savannah Georgia the N Market Arena 
I wonder who plays there or what is there? Is there like a Savannah? I know there's Savannah College of Art and Design. But I think that, uh, Georgia State, maybe, or Georgia, Georgia Southern. Georgia, Georgia Southern. State. Yeah, Georgia State's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, they, they, they play. Um, and there's a, a I think field. there's a Savannah State as well. Oh, so. yeah. In HBCU. Yeah. Anywho. Are, yeah. I thought this was a great show. Um, there were two matches I had at four and a half stars, which we'll get to. And I loved this opener. Wardlow and Orange Cassidy, because it's two of your biggest, more protected baby faces in the company, especially yeah. Wardlow for sure. I mean, Orange just lost to Will Ospreay, but, you know, Wardlow ain't dropping that title again soon. But I thought all things considered, they made this a very compelling match. And my favorite part was the best friends outside uh, trying to cheat and get weapons and fucking Chuck pulls out a chainsaw. Oh, no. <laughs> thing just just went just went straight to it yeah and then, and then they got they got ejected. some they got some great humor with best friends right now like i feel oh, like yeah. they're they're you know after kind of during covid like sort of faltering on like uh, having orange not like sort of be as you know good as he as you all described to him now i get it like now it's you know now it's it's really hitting Full each time throttle. he's out there yeah yeah that was like a savannah chainsaw ejection right there vroom, 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 vroom. I thought that was just a geek. And they played it into uh, being the elite. They were like, we need to cheat to beat Wardlow. Like, you got any weapons? Like, Swerve and Keith Lee walk by. They're like, nah. And then he finds the chainsaw. He's like, perfect. This will cut him up. (laughs) They're like, we got to kill Wardlow. (laughs) So I love that. Uh, But no, Orn, you know, you didn't think this was going to be a squash match given the circumstances. And not only was it that, I mean, Orange took him to the limit. He got that beach break for that near two fall at the end. Um, he had gotten out of the power bomb the first time. So like, I think this is as close as anyone's fought Wardlow in a very long time. Not surprising. Cause I mean, you're going to put orange over, but I, uh, I really like this match. Yeah, no, it was a lot, you know, it kind of, uh, like orange just like, you can't just do typical shit against Wardlow that you do against anyone. And the way they built Wardlow up is that he's like indestructible. So orange had to like create some openings and he did, it was very yep. clever um, you knew he was going to kind of lose. You knew like once like the power bombs started raining, you know, then the symphony started playing, you know, that um, that it was going to be it. You know, that Wardlow was going to get that big moment in his first big but fight. It, of it went 12 minutes, so it, it wasn't like a short match either. No, yeah, it, it had squashy vibes, you know, just because it never seemed like Orange really had a chance. Yeah, you know? I mean, he yeah. had that big flurry at the end where I can't remember if he hit an orange punch, but he did hit the beach break. Yeah. And maybe one other big, oh, that's the stun dog millionaire. Yeah, so, like, yeah. he had him on the ropes, but yeah, I mean, we all knew Wardlow was going to win, but sure. we did the comedy stuff a little bit as well with the kicks. And you could tell Wardlow was like, you know, most heels are like, what the fuck is this? But he was kind of playing into it. And I think, didn't he like pull his straps down and then Orange ended up putting them back putting up? Putting them back for up. Him. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we said it before. We expect this to be a very long uh, kind of building prestige back to the TNT championship. Right. So uh, yeah. Uh, as long as I, I just hope he doesn't keep like squashing people, like at least if it's going to be a squash, yeah. like make it like this where it's like, all right, it's at least competitive for part of it. Well, that's so. what they did with Miro. Miro, it was yeah. Miro's like reign was very squashy. Match was yeah. only like a few minutes, but it was like he got those DDTs, he got the two count. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I as I mentioned, I'd love to see Wardlow versus Miro yeah. at some point. Um, but yeah, good stuff here. 
So then we had, uh, oh, uh, Jericho kind of cutting a serious promo about the, I guess they're now calling it a barbed wire everywhere match yeah. with uh, Shark Tank above the ring, which is going to be a fucking geek. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was serious here. He said he's bringing out a pain maker, which I remember he brought out for another AEW match. Do you remember which one? Because I don't I don't know. Uh, that was oh, oh, yeah. No, it was for um, one of the trials with MJF. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's... Yeah. Was it for that final match? I oh, think no, it, right. no, no. It was for the one with um, the pizza cutter guy. Oh, Nick yeah, Gage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. When they went straight to the Domino's commercial, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sliced that, them up. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, he's 1-0 as the pain maker. But I don't know who's going to win this. I mean, I don't really remember what all he said. It's been a little while. I remember it being really good. It was just a nice, no-nonsense yeah. Jericho promo. Yeah, me too. I think I watched that on Wednesday night, and then the rest I watched last night. So yeah. yeah, and then he mentioned like how they mangled Ruby Soho's arm and things of that sort. Mm. Um, <clears throat> he brought up Kingston's kind of depression, drinking issues, all that stuff. I've just got a thing up here I'm kind of yeah. re- reading through, but uh yeah, good stuff, and uh, I I don't know who's going to win this sucker. I mean, Kingston, I'd say he's gotten the better of him. He beat him in that match at Revolution. Yeah, they lost Anarchy in the arena, but then they won at the Blood and Guts. But he didn't tap out Jericho, and that's kind of the whole story there. Um, shit, might as well do a prediction. Who's going to win? <laughs> I want Kingston to win. I don't know. I, I have a hard time separating like my prediction from that, but I feel like yeah. I, it's more likely that Jericho like gets one on him, you know. But I mean, they didn't win, um, especially because Kingston then won blood and guts. You but know, it's like if Jericho wins, you know, Eddie's not going to back down. So it's like, what is the apex of this? You know, what more can they do than this? Yeah, yeah. If Jericho wins, I so mean, like, do, you think, to, do, you think, do you think they'll drag it out to the pay per view? That's I think Kingston wins because it just makes sense, like as a natural close to this feud, and yeah. like, yeah, we it's already happened in three different ways, only one singles, but yeah, it's been really good. But I think Kingston should win as yeah. well. But, yeah, I mean, the shark cage will be in play. I can't remember if there's something, like, because that was just Jericho's team. I can't remember if there's going to, like, something's going to have to happen to Blackpool Combat Club sure, just to yeah. kind of even the odds there. Yeah. But, and speaking of Blackpool Combat Club, we had Jan Moxley against my guy, the phenomenal Kanosuke Takeshita in a, an Eliminator match, so it's not for the title. Yeah. Uh, Moxley got the victory in about 13 and a half minutes, and oh boy, oh boy, even though he hasn't been winning any of these feature matches, Takeshita always looks amazing. He got the blood going on this one. The fans were really getting behind him. I wouldn't say they were anti-Mox, but I think the crowd was definitely behind Takeshita here for sure. Yeah. And yeah, he's just fucking awesome. And I love this match. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was a lot of, you know, um, more. Well, I guess it was Takeshita who played this time, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot. Um, no, yeah, it was, it was a pretty, yeah, I thought it was a pretty exciting match too. His moves, yeah. he just, he's so big and fast and yeah. all his moves are with such impact. Mm-hmm. He's like, a, got like the Okada kind of body type, but I'd say even like bigger. Right. Um, I wouldn't say he's more of a freak because they're both freaks, but this is like if Okada just came to AEW and was kind of like 
I don't want to say a no namer, but let's say in DDT, like this is what we would be seeing out of him. And yeah. again, I'm happy that fans are getting to see how great this guy is. Cause I've been saying it for like three years that he's one of the better wrestlers in the world. Not mm-hmm. to tout my own horn. I just want people to see him and see how good he is. And I hope he can get, you know, a signature win at some point. Cause I think he's going to be here. Like, throughout the rest of the year and maybe even like i think he was coming to america for a year Mm -hmm. um so you know they're clearly giving him these spots to showcase him against great talent so and he's boys with kenny in real life because kenny got his start in ddt so Mm -hmm. sky's the limit for mr takeshita but yeah i thought this was just a hard hitting you know Mm -hmm. this was more your like japanese style type match as Mm -hmm. well um, yeah, and great and like cool, great start to title reign for Mox. Like good matches, you know, yep. exciting shit, you know. Absolutely, yeah. and word keeps. I mean, it's coming out rumors that CM Punk likely will be ready for All Out. Not certain yet, so you know that match will be coming. And you better believe I'm going to be pulling for John Moxley here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, fuck. I mean, he's just been on a roll this whole year. He's been amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy that he finally gets to carry the belt, even though it's interim in front of fans, because obviously he was robbed of that the last time and no slouch against punk. I mean, he's been amazing. And, you know, despite the botches in the hangman match, like he deserved to be champion, but I'd rather see Moxley as champ. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. Me too. Like it, it feels a lot more, you know, and like, I don't think like, you know, especially going after hangman, you know, um, I guess would Punk be like you know a Healy champ? I feel like he would kind of you know turn into that a little bit. I would like. I've been saying I'd like to see him go heel a little bit, and maybe like coming off this injury, maybe that's kind of the opportunity to do that. Because yeah. I mean, you've seen some great face promos that he's cut, but he's even better as a heel. I mean, it's easier to be a heel. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You've seen what Christian's been doing now, but yeah, yeah getting heel Punk in here would uh, that would make me care about like. Not that I wanted to win, but I'd be more intrigued by a heel punk champ than a face punk champ, I guess. Sure. Is the point. Yep. All right. Um, Christian ripping on families again, <laughs> <laughs> setting up a squash between Luchasaurus and uh, specifically Devoid's boy, Griff Garrison. Um, I know he was, Christian was ripping on Pillman and his dad and mul- his mullet and all this shit ahead of time. And, uh, Obviously, uh, Luchasaurus squashed him in about a minute and a half, and I think uh, next week it's going to be Christian and Luchasaurus against the Varsity Blondes, which I'm sure will be equally as squashy. Yep, and uh, yeah, no, it should be. And uh, I guess the one thing of note at the end was, uh, so Luchasaurus is going to put um, both Pillman and Griff Garrison through a table. So Pillman gets laid down there first, and he tries to throw Griff Garrison onto Pillman oh, who's yeah. onto the table. And yeah. the table doesn't break, and he does it again. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. yeah. That probably didn't feel so great either, but yeah, no. I love I love that he's just like fuck it, I gotta break this table. Yeah, 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 good stuff. Um, let's see. So next is uh, Jake Hager and Claudio, which we kind of talked a little last week because they were a tag team, they'd had history, and you know what? For a Jake Hager match, this was pretty solid. Yeah, um, no, they let Jake Hager kind of get get in some stuff, and he he looked you know exciting and. Definitely better than his series against Wardlow, right? No doubt. You know, like no a doubt. series against Wardlow, just kind of, you know, middle C shit, you know, hit, hit the same notes. I um, think this is one of, if not Hager's best singles match in AEW. I know he he wrestled Mox for the title in front of no fans. It was solid, but 
you know, it went too long, I remember. And obviously yeah. he hasn't had a ton of singles matches, throw the Wardlow ones out. But yeah, this was compelling. The rep of the announcers talked about the history. We got a da 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 I can't even do da 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 Yeah, but uh, yeah, props to Jake Hager and Claudio. I don't think it's official yet, even though the show's this weekend, but it sounds like he is going to challenge Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor world title at the pay-per-view this Saturday. I keep thinking he's Jermaine Gresham, the Bengals <laughs> tight end. I, I, some, every time they say that name, like I That's just go great. back there. He's yeah. about half the size. Yeah. Jonathan Gresham, he's a short dude, but he's fucking stout. Yeah. But Yeah, so there's the whole thing. Like Claudio has never won a world championship, not in WWE. He didn't win it in Ring of Honor initially. So I think he's going to win, kind of check that box off. And then you'd have two Blackpool Combat Club guys with Ring of Honor titles, and maybe they can start to build around that. But with so many questions around Ring of Honor still, like I don't know what the heck's going to happen, but I'm definitely going to watch that show at some point when I'm back next week because we get FTR Briscoes 2 and a 2 out of 3 Falls match as well. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's a good card. Yeah. So, yeah, fun stuff there. And then there was a kind of a dumb interview with Thunderstorm and then Britt and Jamie Hayter show. Yeah, it's weird that like, they're kind of coming back into the fold. Is Britt going to take the title back off her? I like, hope uh, not. Uh, uh, that, that would be a real poopy. The only plus here was getting to hear Jamie Hayter talk because she doesn't very often. And I always think she's pretty good. So uh, yeah. maybe we'll finally, I mean, we talked about it a while ago. Like, I feel like she's got to break off from Britt at some point still. Right. Here. Yeah. Like that match is going to happen. Um, anywho, Serena Deeb and Anna Jay, it was fine. You know, yeah. they kind of just threw it together. Um, but Serena wrestling Mercedes Martinez at Ring of Honor. So she came out and, uh, you know, they had their, uh, and she guess, walked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened, but I, I mean, I, I, she I, I, came I, out after she, she definitely walked she up, walked up and walked up. Yeah. yeah. That was that. <laughs> so, uh, we have Jade Cargill with the baddies and Stokely, and they're still kind of teasing this whole. And, 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 and who, yeah, who's the new baddie of Layla like, Gray? They yeah, like, okay. Stokely wants her, Jade doesn't. So, again, at least there's something here. They've kind of not cap- captured that momentum, you know, a few weeks back, like, damn, Stokely Hathaway and everything that's going on with Jade and Statlander and Athena's been fun, but like, haven't really seen them too much lately. But yeah. I know they were on Rampage last week, but yeah. Anywho, still just decent stuff. Yeah. And I, yeah, we got our main event here. Oh, there was some Anna and Ruby or Anna and Tay. That's right. They had their, like, Tay came to check on Anna and they were all friends back in the day. And yeah, I think she said you got to make better choices for your career or something. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least it's something for Ty Conti. <laughs> I saw some stat and I can't remember it, but it's like number of singles matches she had like last year, not with Sammy. And then every is like 59 to like zero or wow. so like just how little she's been featured, especially in the ring. Since. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not a whole lot at all. Not, yeah, and I, she was she's really good. And, you mm-hmm. know, I would like to see her as a heel in the ring. Like all that we got was that one like mixed tag team match. But like, yeah, we haven't seen her. She's got that legit martial arts background. Like, let her go out there and be a fucking killer. If she's yeah. going to be a heel, not just to be Sammy's arm candy. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Because, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, you're totally yeah, we right. never see her wrestle anymore. And, nope. yeah. All right, main event. This is a bit of a surprise. Um, great match, I thought. Um, but yeah, Swerve and Keith Lee take the belts in the Bucks' first defense of their second championship reign. So much action here, especially yeah. down the stretch. Uh, Everybody was great. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, obviously, everybody Hobbs, got their chance to shine. Correct. Hobbs yeah. and Starks and Lee and Swerve have been feuding for a while now. Um, you know, the Bucks hadn't really had too many interactions with either of these teams prior to now. But yeah, I thought this just worked so well. Yeah. So many near falls down the stretch that like, it seemed like Ricky Starks was breaking up. Oh, yeah, 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 him, yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of coming out of nowhere. Then you had um, the moment when he and the Bucks, I think, took out Lee and then he did his pose and they did their pose and then they both super kicked him together. Yeah. Because that was after the three of them super kicked Keith Lee. That's what yeah. it was. Like they had to kind of join forces. Mm-hmm. We had Swerve doing his moonsault off Keith Lee's chest to the outside. We yeah. had Keith Lee do his big flip over. Yeah. Powerhouse hop spine bustering everyone on top yeah, of just, each yeah, other. Yeah, all, like, like piling people up. <laughs> This yeah, this was just great. This was yeah, just really yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, everybody had their moment. Um, it was never not exciting, you know. Um, and yeah, I like I like definitely uh, you know, like again, we had talked about, you know, and you know, ex- even back to our very first episode, if you think about it, about how these tag team matches, um, you know, usually they're at the beginning, but this just kind of you know reminded me of that feeling, you know, no matter oh, yeah. how big and you know, I, you know, I dare say, you know, time to time a little bloated the roster gets. Uh, you know, uh, there's always this best tag team wrestling in the world, and it's not even close. Yep. Uh, what'd you think of the title change? Were you surprised? Yeah, I was just because I guess I mean, I'm not as familiar um, with these guys, and I don't really know what their reputation is. They just kind of, at least in my mind, were just guys who come on and like cut promos and talk a lot of shit to people. Keith you know, Lee, it, it, yeah, they're it, both it, yeah. pretty big. Like Keith Lee was an NXT champ. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah like, I, I, I remember yeah, hearing they're both about pretty him. big deals. Yeah. So yeah. I think this is deserved. And, you know, they haven't really had much shinks. I was about to say shingles match. Um, but yeah, I like, and they even did the tease again in this match. Cause remember when he, he took Keith Lee out of that uh, battle Royal a few weeks ago, there had yeah. been some tension. Remember Swerve had the belt in his hand and he like turned to Keith Lee, like he was going to hit him. And then he didn't, but like, I like that. There's still that seed of doubt is still there. Right. Like that, that has not gone. That could fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah. There's a lot of, so at least there's just that storyline within all of this. Yeah. Like I, I would like to think they're going to hold the belts for a while, especially since the bucks just lost them. But my theory was always Bucks will beat the Briscoes and then it'll be Bucks FTR for four belts at all out. So I guess probably not going to happen. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, see how that sorts out. That seems like th- th- there's a lot, a lot of moving parts there. Yeah. Yeah. But good shit. Happy for, I guess they're called Swerve in Our Glory, which yeah. I don't really like that name. No, too I don't like much, that either. But... Where, where does In Our Glory come from? Is that because that's Keith Lee's the Bask in My, Bask in my Glory. Like mm. that's always been his thing when he does this. And so, yeah, Swerve in Our Glory are our new, new aew world tag team champions yeah Yeah. awesome show agreed i had that and the takeshita mox match at four and a half stars and just 
the opener was great. And uh, yeah, just some fun stuff. And uh, Fighter Fest, I guess it's technically night three because I think Rampage was as well. Yeah, the Rampage was it was definitely a weaker Rampage for sure. But um, yeah, you got anything to add before we uh, wrap this sucker up? I guess it'll be, you know, definitely over a week before we're back. I mean, we may do, maybe we'll do something small before the big narrative yeah. piece. Who knows? Yeah. But we're going to enjoy our time out of town. That's yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is um, my first out-of-country trip in a long time. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty. And you're driving, right? No, I'm flying. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I like. I thought you were driving. Even though gas is reason. cheaper in the in that Ford Edge, like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know yeah, Montreal's, but it's not like, it's not as long as you would think. No, it's actually not that much further north from Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. But so when you leave Thursday, when are you back? Uh, Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. I leave shorter trip Friday morning. I'm back on Sunday, but gotcha. yeah. Defending my MVP crown at this golf champ. This oh golf yeah. Outing. yeah. The, the last one that was like the snow golf outing, wasn't it? Well, no, that was a uh, separate, that was like oh, a high okay, school gotcha. thing, but this was, so we play, it's a little North of Columbus and I'm by far the worst golfer there. Like it's even close, but I was given MVP last year because I hit, it's like a 40 to 50 foot putt from the fairway on 17 to win it for our team, which was just ridiculous. Um, and, uh, for my partying exploits as well, cause I did pretty well at that. Uh, cause it's kind of an all encompassing award, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. for the golf, which is funny that I won it. Cause I did hit the winning putt and like was a struggle of a day that day too because oh, i, I never imagine. played 36 holes it was like 95 degrees very hungover a little sleep like that first round the first 18 was dog shit oh, i bet and then the second fortunately, it, it. Was, yeah. it was uh scramble the second 18 so it's like all right i'm not driving at all because i'm playing yeah. with good players like i'll i'll hit chips i'll hit putts but, yeah, yeah yeah a little short thing but uh, but yeah looking forward to it for sure. no 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 no